What number is this, Chip? Zilch194, 7A in the house with Glenn Gretlin from 7A talking about the new Dolan Sings Nesmith EP. Right, Glenn? That's right. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I'm Zilch. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. you can i am doing well welcome back to zilch glenn welcome back to our listeners it is an exciting time you've got some great news for all of us who are fans of the monkeys who loved the dolan's sings nesmith album and who didn't love that album well i'm glad you liked it and i'm really really delighted to be able to um to to present what i hope is going to be some exciting news for you and um if I can jump straight onto it, we got three brand new Mickey Dolan's recordings, all f- recorded at the same time as when he did Dolan Sings Nesmith. Well, I can give you the story, or sort of background story, if you like. Sure. Let's do the bullet points up front, okay? Yeah. You are going to be putting out, from 7A, one of the greatest labels and friends to Monkeys fans everywhere, Mickey Dolan's with Dolan Sings Nesmith, the EP which will have three completely different tracks that were not on the original Dolan Sings Nesmith. Side one, if you're getting the vinyl, would be Soul Rider's Birthday, Some of Shelley's Blues, Side two, The Crippled Lion, and The Grand Ennui. This is available in all three formats. That We're not talking about eight-track and cassette. We're talking about uh, vinyl. We're talking about CD and, of course, digital. That's right. It's going to be on um, 10-inch blue vinyl. And for those of you that bought the um, the Good Times Plus EP, um, it's going to be a, a, the same format as that. So a sort of a larger sized EP, which work, works really well when you look at the artwork. And it's recorded at 33 and a third uh, RPM as well. And it's going to be on blue vinyl, and it's going to be on a it's going to be a CD version as well. And it's also available on all digital platforms on the 18th of March. This is fantastic. Now, I'm looking at the artwork right now, and it's kind of really cool. Uh, Whereas the other artwork for the original album, Dolan Sings Nesmith, this dessert, if you will, instead of being in a desert, this is the dessert. This is the after the big meal of the album, right? So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so kind of explain the cover to folks who are maybe seeing it on the uh, artwork for this episode. Well, I, I went to our designer, Tim Johnson, who I, I thought did a great job on, on, on the sleeve. And I, um, and I said to him, I wanted to, I want people that bought the album to feel that this, this, this kind of goes together with it. And, um, and the night he just came up with his night scene, I mean, he did quite a few, did quite a few visuals, actually. I think he must have done about 12 different types of, of background colors and stuff. And, played around with it and we sent them all over to Mickey and it's actually Mickey that selected this particular one that we ended up with. And it is literally day and night, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, 
not read too much into that really. It's just it was just an idea he had, and, and for some reason, I mean, the, the the night sky I think works really well. Well, it definitely distinguishes the two, right? Yeah, and, and that was the idea to be different, but still look like they go together. Now I'm going to read the promotional blurb that you sent over, okay? Sure. During the height of the pandemic, Mickey Dolenz went into the studio to record his first solo album in nine years. He wanted to honor his friend and colleague, Michael Nesmith, and the recording sessions resulted in the critically acclaimed album, Dolenz Sings Nesmith, which absolutely, very critically acclaimed. It's been loved by so many outlets. It's been kind of kind of amazing. What has been some of your... Uh, uh, you know, things that like kind of gobsmacked you as far as uh, like Rolling Stone, for example, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I was really pleased that Rolling Stone did some coverage on it and, and it did a very nice review. Uh, in particular, really pleased that Mojo Magazine who gave it a full four stars um, and record collector in the, in the UK as well. Um, so I, I couldn't have asked for more, really. And then there's the loads of sort of independent newspapers uh, smaller newspapers, if you like, uh, were all full of praise. So, extremely pleased for that. Well, one cannot uh, fail to mention that it was on Sirius XM's Underground Garage, Little Steven's Underground Garage, coolest song of the year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that was amazing. I I, I truly honored and um, and that that particular song, Circle Sky. Uh, obviously, the whole album is produced by Christian Nesmith, but um, wow, did he come up with a good arrangement for that one? Amazing for sure. But it, it, it's it's been great. It was cool to see all the Monkees fans rally behind that song and that performance and get that to the same place that Birth of an Accidental Hipster wound, yes. wound up winning back in 2016. That's That's quite an accomplishment for an act that a lot of people wrote off so long ago but they failed to take into account the wonderful voice of Mickey Dolenz, how it transcends everything. Yes, and he's definitely still got that voice, hasn't he? I mean, he just sounds like he's still in his 20s. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Now, to further go on with this, and there's a reason that you need to get this. Four songs from the sessions were kept back for this EP release, including a long-lost Nesmith composition, Soul Rider's Birthday, a song that Nesmith copyrighted in 1967 but never recorded. Yes, and, and a lot of that, to be honest, is down to uh, to the work of uh, Andrew Sandoval, who, who was um, A&R consultant on this project. And he said, why don't we try and record a, um, an unreleased Nesmith tune? And, um, and we all thought that was going to be a great idea. And it, it's an absolutely great song. And, and in, you know, there was absolutely no doubt that all of these songs could easily have been on the album itself. The only reason why we kept some of these songs back was that the album would otherwise have been too long for the casual listener. Yes, you could have probably fitted them all onto one CD if you wanted to cram them on there, but they wouldn't have fitted onto the vinyl. And we wanted to create a perfectly flowing record that wasn't too long for the casual listener uh, to lose interest. So we, we had to compromise and we had a lot of conversations and um, and we, we decided on keeping these particular tracks back for this, this EP. The only one that some people would have heard is uh, Grand Ennui. That was a, a CD bonus track, but it's never been out on vinyl or digital before. So really, for those who bought the vinyl, this is literally an extended play. It, it, is, it is literally the extension of that album. That's correct, and that was the idea. Absolutely. 
fantastic. Now, are we going to be able to play snippets of these songs for our listeners? I think so. I think you should. Um, I think you should play some some snippets just to uh, to to whet the appetite. So when you think about it, this is kind of a world premiere, right? Uh, I mean, not only that, but for the first time, our listeners are going to hear something that Michael Nesmith copyrighted back in 1967, and it's never been really heard before. So let's kick it off with side one, track one. Here is some of a long-lost Michael Nesmith song that may become a Mickey Dolan's classic, right? Soul Writer's Birthday. Let's play it. That is some of the lost Michael Nesmith song, Soul Writer's Birthday. What do you think of this one? Well, I loved it. And to be honest, I, I had um, I had like a CDR playing in my car for a long time, way before the album came out. And I was listening to the album every day. And that was one of my two-go tracks. I kept playing that particular song. And it was with a heavy heart that we had to, uh, we had to compromise on the songs that, that didn't make the album. Um, and um, we had to give and take a bit. We didn't all agree on the same songs, but we we did agree in the end uh, to some sort of compromise. And that was one of the songs that um, that that uh, made it to the EP instead. But it's one of my person one of my personal favorites. And I don't know if you're able to share the lyrics to it because I, I sent you some lyrics. You might be able to share them as a, a commentary or something under the post, but. I think the great lyrics, and they, are, especially considering they're written in 1967, when you think about where Nesmith was at that particular point with his songwriting, and this could easily have been a monkey's track when you think about it. It's around the time when they did Headquarters. Yeah, it really reminds me a lot of like the style of writing that was Tapioca Tundra. Yeah, things like that. You know, that's like kind of. Almost where he tapped into a Lennon kind of a vibe. Yeah. And I also like what uh, Christian did with Mickey's voice on this particular song. He um, he actually put his voice through an old guitar amplifier to get that special effect. So, I mean, there's no trickery or anything. It's, it's just literally old-fashioned recording techniques and, and trying different things to see what works the best. Fantastic. So this is this is something that we really didn't expect to be getting as fans. I know that uh, at one point you mentioned there were other tracks, but there was no discussion of this rare lost song from 1967. Just absolutely amazing. The second track on side one is Some of Shelley's Blues. What can you tell us about this version? Well, again, it's one of those. It was actually the last song recorded out of all of them. This was the very last song recorded. 
And um, I think, again, it was Andrew that said, why don't you try and record some of Shelley's blues? And um, I'm really pleased with how that came out, too. And there's some great guitar work on it. Um, and it's got a real country vibe to it. Well, why don't you introduce it, Glenn? And here is Some of Shelley's Blues by Mickey Dolenz. Tell me again, don't think that you'll convince me. Now you've said before falling in love again, you'd rather be dead. Cause when someone breaks your heart, you cry your eyes red. But there's nothing so hard about the life that you. Which was actually some of some of Shelley's blues because we're only playing a bit of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fantastic. Now, you know, I, I think about one of the things about the first track and Soul Rider's birthday. It's one of the rare songs where Michael actually put the title, yes, in the chorus. True. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like maybe that's why he didn't record it. <laughs> oh, that could be. That could be. He just had a strict, you know. Yeah. Let, let Led Zeppelin was like that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd you'd hear a song on the radio and you'd go to the record store and it's like, I can't help you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I, I suppose on this EP we got fifty fifty, haven't we? Because Grand on We he does mention the title. There you go. So it's so, yeah. half of one, yeah. half of the other. So there we go. Yeah. So let's check out the next track on side two. It's The Crippled Lion. So, Glenn, what can you tell us a little bit about what we just heard, The Crippled Lion? Again, this is one of those songs where Christian completely changed the original arrangement. Uh, and um, for those of you who know the song really well, you probably wouldn't recognize it at first. Um, but wow, I mean, I, I, I really like this arrangement. And I think um, Cameron Stone's work on there, he plays cello on it. 
is 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 amazing, uh, and it just gives you a completely different feel and a completely different sort of understanding of the, the words to the song when you listen to it in this particular format. This is not, I mean, I keep saying this to folks, this is not about, is this version better than the original? Uh, it is possible to like, like I do, but two different versions of the same song. And I love, I love this one, but I also love the original, of course. Well, actually, to me, that's what is the strength yeah. of Dolan's Sings Nesmith, is the fact that it's not karaoke. Yeah. And yeah, and that's that's uh, that's something we wanted to avoid, and that was the very first thing I spoke to Mickey about. We didn't want a karaoke album; we wanted this to be different, and um, and we weren't sure if if you know if how do we come up with new arrangements for everything. But Christian really really did well in in doing so. And when you think about it, like I, I look back at some of my favorite covers that have happened over the years, right, and the ones that are the most memorable. It's almost like they're two different songs. Like, I love Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman. Yeah. I also love Van Halen's version of that same song. Yeah. But it is yeah. so uniquely different. It's almost like they went in and rewrote the whole thing. So they stand on their own, you know. Yeah. If a cover is really good, it should be able to stand on its own. But you're absolutely right. That is the sign of um, of a good song. That, that you can do that, you can change it, and it still it still works. And, um, and that's all credit to Nesmith's songwriting. And Christian's production, and yes. Mickey, and you, and Andrew, and all the hard work behind the team that put this together, from the from the cover to, to finally our ears, right? It's just been a wonderful journey along the way. So let's check out the Grand Ennui. course that was available on the cd but not on the vinyl so if you're a vinyl person this is the first time it's on your turntable on your platter with the stacks of wax that's right you are now whole that's correct uh, and um for me what really stands out about uh, this song is obviously the uh, the rocking arrangement but jim jim cox on keyboards uh, I don't know if you if you heard the um, that there's like an instrumental break in there where he mm -hmm. he absolutely plays a blinder. He it's, it's it's some of the best work I've heard. A barnstormer. That's what that yes. is. Yes. Straight up. Now there was some confusion a few weeks ago when this project was first announced, and there was a bit of an outcry on the internet. Which imagine anyone being upset about anything on the internet, right? Like we just <laughs> saw. Literally yesterday, it was announced that Get Back is going to be delayed. Okay. Yeah. But people 
have to understand that we're still dealing with this pandemic thing yeah. and yeah. a lot of things in the world. And the great thing is, is that they're ahead of the situation, right? They've come out and said, this is the situation. So I can't be too upset about it as opposed to some people that will not give you that information. Well, here's what happened, folks. They wanted to get this news to you. And some people got the information out a little bit early before everything was finalized because people don't understand when you have a release like this, you have to get all your ducks in a row, all your eggs in one basket, all of the various sayings that I can come up with, right? Yes, I mean, I, I'm personally, uh, look, I'm, I'm really, really happy for people to be talking about our releases and, uh, you know, and to share any information they have and so forth. Uh, and I think at that, that particular moment, what you're referring to was um, the, the the product hadn't gone on sale yet. It wasn't on Amazon. It wasn't on deep discount. And and I, I purely held back the uh, uh, the information on, on our own website and and platforms until that happened. And monkeys fans are just, uh, we just have such an appetite that once we find one bit of information, we drag it out for everybody to look at, and it's not the complete rollout yet. No, but uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with enthusiasm. And I know there is not. And I appreciate people doing that. Uh, it just wouldn't make sense for me to announce something until all the, uh, the buy, the purchase pre-order links were, were live. And sometimes with Amazon, what you get is they they can either take ages to to add your information, or they sometimes do it straight away. Right. So it's very difficult to predict, and you you literally have to go and check to see when it's live. That there's no sort of there's no other communication between the robot and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, it it is exciting that you can now order this in all three of the platforms. And it is now going to be available, and it is coming out March 18th. Yes, and I think what what, what happened was uh, we announced the vinyl EP, and straight away there were quite a few people saying, are you not doing this on CD? And I hadn't really given it much thought, to be honest with you, and I, I, I recognized that um, that we probably made a mistake. We should have made it available on CD straight away, and that's why we... We listened to people, and thankfully, we were able to to get it onto CD, and and it's going to be released on the same day as the vinyl on March the 18th. And then there's there's people like me that want both. So, well, that's great. I mean, and I know a lot of people probably don't play vinyl; they might just buy it to 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 keep it or to put it on the wall. Or and it's great to have um, different formats. And um, yeah, one of the strengths and you know good things about being a small label is that you're able to make quick decisions like that and get it into production straight away and still make the deadline. So, um, yeah, so, so I'd like to thank everybody for suggesting the CD, and I hope that um, I hope people will buy it. Now, is there any truth to the rumors that it's coming on 8-track? No. <laughs> Cassette? No. Old-time Victrola reel? There are lots of options, but no. Certainly Carved no. into a rock. Maybe a lizard sunning <laughs> itself on a rock. <laughs> But I, I just want, uh, <laughs> I just want to um, I want to tell people the best place to get them from. I mean, you, you can get the EP straight from Mickey Dolan's. You can get it either signed or unsigned from MickeyDolan's.com, or the other the other cheapest option would be DeepDiscount.com, and it's also on Amazon worldwide. Uh, in the UK, we got a, a little company called Key Mail Order, KeyMailOrderRecords.com, which we can also recommend if people want to use an independent store instead um 
but yes, very exciting, exciting times. And uh, and I, I just want to say I'm so pleased that we we released Dolan Sings Nesmith while Ness was still alive uh, and still with us and able to, to hear the music. Um, and I know that, that Mickey even played distant, uh, sorry, a different drum during the uh, the tour. And um, it, it was just nice that he was able to honor his friend and colleague while he was still with us. Well, it was also nice that not only did he get to hear Dolan Sings Nesmith, which was something that Mickey talked about for years and years yes. and years, and we encouraged him to do it. I yeah. mean, even on this show, I told Mickey, you got to do this, you know. Yeah. But I think it was great that Michael got to see not only Monkeys fans kind of come around, but like everything kind of did from the first National Band Redux coming out. And yeah. 7A was a big part of that, along with Andrew Sandoval and the Monkees fans and everything else. Yeah. But I always feel like as much as he was appreciated and looked at as a visionary, I look at someone like David Byrne from the Talking Heads, for example. Yeah. I love his work. But I kind of hear some of what Nez was doing along with some of what he was doing. And it's just weird because... Again, we talk about like the Rolling Stone and stuff like that. If 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 David Byrne does it, they just embrace it instantly. Yeah. Whereas Nez, it takes time. And I mean, I listen to some of his stuff and I'm like, this reminds me of David Byrne's stuff. And yeah. I'm, I think that now people are going to start seeing it even with a more deeper appreciation at this point. Yes, I think you might be right. And I'm also glad that he got to see that not only did the Monkees fans love him, but a, but a lot of people beyond the Monkees fans also loved him. So, Absolutely. And uh, we, just, we just love and appreciate him. Yes. So, again, just to wipe out any spoilers, there will be no 8-track as of this recording of, of this EP. But I would be remiss in my duties as a long-standing host of Zilch as a long-standing friend to 7A, if I didn't put you on the grill and see what secrets you have to spill. You didn't see that one coming, <laughs> did you? I did, actually, because oh, you, okay. you always do this. And I thought, <laughs> what am I going to say when you ask me that question? And, uh, well, what if I told you that there will be another five 7A releases this year, possibly even six? Possibly six. Five? Maybe six. <laughs> and well, it just so happens that projects that I have been working on for a very long time, in some cases several years, are suddenly all coming off at the same time. There are usually many parties involved in, in making a release, and from, from the licensor to the artist, in some cases the estate, and then there's the job to find the original masters or um, to get the best possible sound and the best possible artwork. It all takes a long time. But sometimes everything happens seems to happen at the same time. Um, so, you know, I hope everyone will keep supporting us and every penny literally counts. And we have all these releases planned, but they are obviously depending on how the previous releases are selling in order for us to afford to keep on going. Um, I can't reveal what all the releases are yet, but we are working on a reissue of Mickey Dolan's uh, Demoiselle album. Yes which will be released this summer and it will feature previously unreleased bonus tracks. 
complete the new artwork and extensive liner notes by Mark Kleiner. And um, in my opinion, some of the bonus tracks are the best songs on the album, and I, I can't wait to be able to share everything with you. Um, we're also working with um, Davies Estate on an album, and there might even be a Nesmith release. Wow. Well, we might as well go for a, a full, uh, you know, run of the table. I'm going to I'm gonna hope for some Peter Tork stuff, too. But we will see. We will see. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, there are uh, lots happening at the moment. And um, I'm really, I really appreciate all the fans and, and, and all the support that we're getting from everybody because that is really what drives this forward. Now, is there any truth to the rumor that uh, – now, I'm just going to put these names out, okay – are you working on a Frankie Catalina box set no, <laughs> or Lester Crabtree and the three crabs? That's not happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're not finally going to get the Jolly Green Giants, the Swinging Android, Honey and the Bears, Van Helstrom and the Swedish Rhythm Kings. None of this is happening. No, I'm afraid not. No. Well, we, one can dream, right? I might swap you for some, some boys and heart. There you go. <laughs> Just razzing you there a little bit. Some of the long lost fake bands from the Monkeys TV show. Yeah. Monkeys. Bobby Sherman was Frankie Catalina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So, so none of them. I can none of them. No, none of them. But we can confirm. So we'll just have to settle for possibly demo myself from Mickey Dolan's finally in our hands something from davy jones possibly another nesmith release and i'm gonna again just throw it out there you're gonna do a clean sweep maybe a peter tork thing so i'm just gonna throw that out there yes maybe maybe and again i know nothing i wish i could tell you everything but in some cases we have to wait for the ink to dry on the, the paper yes 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 and that's, that's something a lot of fans don't understand it's better to Make sure you can deliver, kind of like what we were talking about with the yes. get back thing. You know, you got to let, you got to make sure, and you can also spook something off, right? Yes, and also, you you know, the great care we take on every release. We don't want to just, you know, kind of spit them out there. We want to, to make sure that every package we do is the absolutely the best we can get, uh, the best masters, the best artwork, the best liner notes, and the best pictures. Uh, and that all takes quite a long time. Um, but as I said, in some cases, things that we have been working on for a very long time suddenly comes together at the same time. Yeah, fantastic. It is great news. So it is time for you to get your pre-order in for the Dolan Sings Nesmith EP. Now is the time. You can get it on all three formats, CD, vinyl, and digital. Again, no 8-track, but, you know. <laughs> Glenn, I want to thank you for coming on and putting up with my silliness. Uh, and seriously, Ken, it's always a pleasure. I really thank you so much for for what you do. You bring everybody a lot of pleasure, and um, you know, um, I really appreciate all the support you've given us through all the years. Well, it's going to continue as long as I have a microphone and an internet connection. We're going to try to keep pushing people towards you. And the fine work that you guys do. You do so much for us over at 7A. And uh, who would have thought? You guys were like the uh, little train that, that could, right? You 
you just <laughs> did something that everybody thought would wind up to be much of nothing. And I'll tell you what, I'm just going to put it out there. Anybody that didn't get that Bobby Hart 70s funk disco album, you're missing out because there's some great stuff on there. A lot of people uh, don't realize what a good singer he was. My God, it's amazing. and He's got a great, great soul voice. And, you know, we have this thing called Monkey Mania Radio now, which it's really opened up my ears and my mind. There's there's a lot of times I remember like going and buying a CD or a cassette or whatever, and you put it in your car and you might listen to it. You might like three songs off the whole thing, but yeah. a lot of time you just put it away. I was asleep on some of Nez's catalog, a lot of the stuff Davey had done, stuff that Mickey had done, and that Peter Tork had done. His work with James Lee Stanley is just exquisite. Yes. And the same thing with that Bobby Hart album. And when you hear it mixed with other songs, and I think that's one of the things that we miss without realizing it, is that when we were growing up, we had this thing called radio where you went over and turned it on and it was your friend in your room. You know what yeah. I mean? You yeah. would spend time with the radio. And you might know five of the songs, but there were two songs that might be played for the first time that you'd hear. And eventually, you'd learn to love them in conjunction with the other five songs, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And we've lost that as a community and as a fan base. I'm telling you, if you listen to MMR, and we feature tons of 7A music on there, uh, we should do a, an actual, its own show over there. 7A Records presents, you know, something like that. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I have actually listened to, and and I think it's a great channel, and I hope everybody else will, will give it a try. Um, because there, there are, as you say, there are many songs that you, you, know, you think you've heard it all, you think you know everything, and suddenly you play a brand new song that you haven't actually heard before, or you've forgotten, or you haven't listened to in a very long time. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these songs are on the 7A label so one of the greatest labels i've ever <laughs> bought anything from i'm not just saying that seriously well, i feel well, this thank way. you very much thank you very much the the quality that you get is just mind-boggling whether it's the packaging to the way that it looks like i was looking at uh mickey dolan's the the japan album right and you had like on the the cds itself it had it looked like film reels yes it's just fantastic it could have just been a, a just a regular white label, and but no, Seven A does. They always step up. This is the thing. I, I could quite easily release a lot of this stuff in very sort of plain packaging, you know, <clears throat> not on colored vinyl, just on black vinyl, or you know, no big booklets, um, and and make more money. But all the money that that we make on one release goes into the next release. Uh, never take anything out of the company. We just put it straight into the next release. And um, that's why we're so depending on, on every, every title we release selling so that we can keep doing that. Uh, but we, we don't really care how much money. We, we, we just want it to be the best that we can get it. And, um, and I hope you, you know, I, I think people would love what we got coming out this year. And I hope I can come back on your show once I can reveal some more about the rest. We've even given you your own microphone, so there you go. You've got your own chair, your own microphone around. You know, it's 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 like the Justice League. You've got your own. There's a little placard right in front of your name, Seven A. You know, it, it it all works. You're part of it. So glad to be part of this with you, brother. Oh, so. You. 
before we go, we just saw this on social media. It just came out on Andrew Sandoval's social media. He writes, I'm pleased to announce that in April, I will be producing a short series of special shows for Mickey Dolan's featuring the Mike and Mickey show band, Wayne Avers, Amin Zarukian, Gemma Dolan's Rich Dart, Alex Jules, John Billings, and Pete Finney. Those 2022 dates right now are on April 5th, Nashville, Tennessee, Ryman Auditorium, April 6th, Richmond, Kentucky, EKU Center for the Arts, April 8th, Nashville, Indiana, Brown Country Music Center, April 9th, Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Andrew J. Brady Icon Music Center, April 12th, Akron, Ohio, at the Goodyear Theater, April 13th, Joliet, Illinois, home of Jake and Elwood, <laughs> Uh, at the Rialto Square Theater, and on April 16th, Madison, Wisconsin, at the Overture Center for the Arts. Andrew writes, We'll be delving into the Monkey Songbook, as well as Mickey's personal archives of film and photos to create a unique evening of memories. It will give Mickey and the band an opportunity to share the music he made alongside Davey, Peter, and Michael, and reminisce on their journey as brothers for five decades. We have also been talking about Mickey singing songs he's never done before, like Valerie and Can You Dig It, as well as pulling out older Monkey's album tracks that have not been performed in years. It is unclear if we'll be doing anything beyond these seven shows in this format, but we are truly looking forward to being together again to celebrate the Monkeys in song. Tickets go on sale Friday, but pre-sales will begin on Tuesday with the pre-sale code CELEBRATE for all shows. Mickey Dolan celebrates the Monkees performing their classic hits and paying tribute to the bandmates Davy Jones, Michael Nesmith, and Peter Tork through stories and clips from their beloved series. So that looks like a blast. It's great to see Mickey out on the road, right, Glenn? Fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic. And don't forget... March 18th on vinyl, CD, and digital, it is Dolan Sings Nesmith, the EP with four new tracks, including the previously unreleased Nesmith composition, Soul Writer's Birthday. It's an exciting time in monkey fandom. Let's enjoy the good stuff while we got it. I want to thank everyone for tuning into Zilch today. This is just a real fast episode to get this out so you can pre-order Dolan's Sings Nesmith the EP. Well, thank you so much, Glenn, for coming on and letting us hear snippets of these great new songs that are going to become beloved classics to us and uh, a brand new Michael Nesmith song from 1967. Who would have thunk it? It's an absolute pleasure, Ken. Thank you so much. And and do if you can, do share the lyrics online because I think people will be interested, even if they can't hear the whole song yet, they might want to read the lyrics and um, and get some kind of idea. Uh, about the rest of the song absolutely when i put this up on social media we will put the full lyrics for everyone to check out thank you so much ken all right thank you brother see you ken and take care cheers bye and that's our show zilch is an online non-profit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners we are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present we are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.